When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Jam-packed we are as we are T-minus one day and counting to the NBA draft. Who knows what that might mean, not just for the draftees, but some of the NBA's biggest stars. Plus, there's a ton of football news, long home runs, tattoos, and a whole lot more. Let's roll this thing right now. Here we go! Only one place to start. Well, the only place to start is with all the basketball news, and there's a ton of it out there right now. And my buddy Nick Fridell, good enough to hang out after we wrap up Get Up this morning and help us sort through some of what is about to happen in the NBA. Again, there's what we know, which is that the NBA draft will take place tomorrow night, and that Victor Wembanyama, the new phenom from France, will be the first pick. Beyond that, there's a lot of things we don't know, which is... Are the teams that are picking a two and three going to make deals? And if they do slash if they don't, how will that impact some of the NBA's biggest stars, including but not limited to Zion Williamson and Damian Lillard? Fidel, thanks for doing this. How you been, my man? Always good to be with you, my man. And I am looking forward to the draft more than ever, not so much because of who's selected, because of the dominoes that might fall after they make the selection. All right, so let's dive right to the most important piece of it first, and that would be the Damian Lillard of it all. So everything that we are hearing is that Portland at three is planning on making their pick. See, things sometimes get complicated. Like, there's the law of unintended consequences. The Trailblazers weren't supposed to pick that high. That wasn't what was supposed to happen. And so they were going to go out, spend this offseason, trying to get a piece or two to put around Damian Lillard. And then all of a sudden, this enormous asset just fell into their lap. They literally won the lottery, if you will. Not all the winners wind up picking number one. And so now they have this very valuable asset in a draft that is really three players deep, right? I mean, these three guys are all like number one caliber players. And now they really put, they find themselves at a crossroads. Do you make the pick, start a complete youth movement, just sort of tear it down and build it up from scratch? And that would include trading Damian Lillard. Or do you trade the pick and try and put a player around Lillard that you could win with. It's a fascinating spot to be in. Greeny, if I'm Portland, I'm making the pick, and I'm moving Lillard, and I'm saying thank you for everything, because the reality is if you trade that pick, whether it's for Zion Williamson or some other package that we haven't figured out up to this point yet, the Trailblazers aren't good enough. They are not good enough. Dame Lillard is going to be 33. He's really good. He's going to the Hall of Fame. But they don't have enough pieces around him to be able to win right away. So in the honest conversations, both leading up to the draft and after the draft, after they make this pick, if we think that's what's going to happen, if I'm the Blazers and Lillard says, I I want to win right now, now's his time to say it. 
And now's the time for Portland to hit the button on a rebuild that's been needed, frankly, for the last couple of years. Right. And to be clear, I, I think there is a feeling that Lillard doesn't want to become the guy who uh, deserted his franchise. He doesn't want to be hated where he has spent all these years. But I think he's in a different position. You know what this reminds me of a little? Do you remember how gracefully Kevin Garnett left Minnesota? That feels more like this. This isn't Dwight Howard forcing his way out of Orlando or Carmelo forcing his way out of Denver or LeBron leaving Cleveland the first time or any of those things where all of a sudden the booze would cascade down. I think for all that he's done for them, for as loyal as he's been, for as long as he's stuck it out, if they wind up drafting a young player third and rebuilding the team, not one reasonable fan when Damian Lillard came back as a member of the Miami Heat or the Sixers or wherever else that he is, wouldn't stand give up a, a standing ovation upon his return. On top of the fact that I think the league, Greeny, would sit there and say, okay, Dame, you've earned the right to do exactly what you need to do. There's no baggage that would come with this exit. Mm-hmm. There are no people in the NBA that would sit there and go, oh, yeah, Dame always said he wanted to stay, but they're going to rebuild again, and he just stuck it out. I think a lot of people would applaud in the NBA on top of the fact that your point is very well taken. When Garnett finally left, he left saying, I'm always going to be soda. I can remember him saying it over and over, how much Minnesota meant to him. Damian Lillard's going to get a statue outside the Moda Center in Portland. He is beloved there, but now is his time to gracefully exit because even if they were to make a move, they're still not in the top tier of the West. So whether I agree or disagree with that, let, let's live in a world for a moment here where they, they make the pick. So they take Scoot Henderson at number three, and now they're going to trade Damian Lillard. Alan Hahn and I, in our pre-show meeting today, cooked up a trade that we love. And I think it serves a lot of purposes. The trade is the Sixers let James Harden go, which I think is bordering on addition by subtraction. I really do. And then they trade Tyrese Maxey and an expiring contract to Portland for, um, for Damian Lillard. Maxey is a good young player I think a lot of teams would love to have. An expiring contract is always something that every team wants, so that gives them further flexibility into the future. Portland's rebuild is very much happening, and you start by building around two good young players in Scoot Henderson and Tyrese Maxey, so that satisfies them. But then of greater, certainly of greater interest, mm-hmm. Philly puts Embiid and Lillard out there. I think that gives them a much better chance of winning. And frankly, you know, as I do, that the whispers are already starting to come out that if things don't go well this year, it would be Embiid's last year in Philadelphia, that he might be the next superstar to start talking about wanting to get out. I'm not suggesting that has happened. I'm suggesting, you know, The word on the NBA streets is that that could be right around the corner. So I think this would serve a lot of purposes for both teams. It would, but here's the key in all of this. Where does Lillard really want to go? Right. And if you're Dame Lillard and you've given everything you have professionally to this organization, then you go to Portland and say, hey, guys, this is exactly where I want to be, whether it's Philly, whether it's Miami, as he told Brian Custer. We're going to find out. But that's the part of this where I think is crucial. How loyal is that team going to be to him after all the loyalty that he's shown to them over time? To me, Greeny, Philly would fit, and they could be very good. I still think they're a piece away. The best fit for Dame Lillard right now 
is to find a way to get him to Miami. If you put him with Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo under Eric Spolstra, he is the missing piece for a group that was a few wins away from a title this year. Plus, he gets to live in Miami instead of Philly. Yeah, which everybody likes. And I get that part of it. But here's what I will say. Loyalty only goes so far, which is to say if I'm Portland and Dame says I want to be traded, I'm 100% willing to find a trade for you. You've earned that. We love you. We'll build your statue, everything else. But I'm not taking a much lesser deal than I might otherwise get. So if the Sixers are offering Tyrese Maxey, Miami doesn't have anybody. Unless, is Tyro Hero, in your opinion, even on Tyrese Maxey's level? Like, I don't consider them to be similar talents. You might tell me that I'm wrong. I'd take Maxey over Hero. Yeah, I think everyone would, right? That's that's not knocking Tyler Hero. Um, He's a good player. I don't think that he'd have anything to give them. Now, I don't know. They have a bunch of draft picks. And they have, they, have, they have a couple picks. It would take, though, them making some corresponding moves. What they have right now is not enough. Right. It's not Hero and a couple first-rounders in a few years. Right. They would need to move some other pieces to make it more palatable for Portland to say, okay, we can make this work. But again, Greeny, this is where Lillard, if he really wants to drop the hammer and say, I want to be in Miami, can play that hand because this is where you have built up all the goodwill that you can push in. It just depends on how badly he wants to potentially get out of there. Greeny with you here. Starting Stronger starts at AutoZone where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone with AutoZone. Nick Fidel, good enough to hang out with me here for a few more minutes on radio after we wrapped up the TV show this morning. The other player who I think is very much in play here is Zion. And I said yesterday, I told the old, the the legendary Lombardi story, which is to say that Lombardi, the legend goes that Lombardi's first day as coach of the Green Bay Packers, he walked into the locker room and he said, gentlemen, everyone in this room who wants to win the championship, stand up. And of course, everybody stands up. And then he said, now, everyone who's willing to sacrifice everything that will be necessary to win that championship remains standing. And that's the problem with Zion. It's all well and good to want to win. Of course he wants to win. Hey, Zion, would you rather win or lose? Everyone would rather win. But he has not given anyone any reason to believe he's willing to sacrifice what it is going to take, particularly from him, someone who was built the way he is built, in order to make himself into the player he clearly could be. And the motivation of finally getting the money doesn't exist anymore because he already got the money. So do you believe that Zion winds up getting moved anywhere And how does the league generally view him at this point? I don't believe that there is going to be a package that is enough for New Orleans to move off of him right now. The second part of the question, though, Greeny, is really crucial. And I think the NBA sees the talent. It's hard not to miss when he's out there on the floor. But if you can't get motivated after you get $200 guaranteed, what's going to change? And that's why if I'm running any other NBA team, I'm not rolling the dice on Zion because we have not seen enough of a track record to make anybody believe that he can stay on the floor and if he does get injured, he can then keep the weight off. It's the same pattern over and over and over again. I don't trust him. I think the league has started to shift 
in a major way. But you and I both know the egos in play in the NBA. There's always going to be a general manager or a star player or an owner who says, hey, I can make it work with him here. If he comes in our building, we can be different. What I would tell anybody is, Good luck. Look, the Nick fans that I know are all dying for the Knicks to get Zion, and they think that coming to the New York, coming to the bright lights and all that would do it. I would, be, I would caution against that. I, I am 100% on your side. I wouldn't trade for him. To me right now, he is more of a problem than he is an asset, as brilliantly talented as he is, and I would let him be someone else's problem. The only hesitation I have in that position is the following. His birthday is July 6th, so it's just a few weeks away. Mm-hmm. On July 6th, he will be 23 years old. He's so young. I mean, there is still a chance. Like, people who, I don't know, I remember me when I was 22. I didn't know you when you were 22. But I mean, you mature a lot after that age, especially when you have the life experience that he has had as early as he had. It is not inconceivable to me that as he grows and matures as a person, that he starts to see the light. And the talent is so overwhelming and extraordinary that maybe, just maybe, that would be the only thing that gives me pause. When the injuries start to pile up, though, Greeny, and the weight continues to pile on, that's when I think there are much larger red flags in play. Is it possible that he's still so young that he could learn better habits? I understand that train of thought completely. You and I also know Tom Thibodeau, though. Yeah. Can you imagine if the Knicks got him, and then Zion came to camp overweight, or, or he was in great shape, and then he got hurt, and a few way, weeks went by, and you went, what is going on? Tibbs would lose his mind well, that could be a, So that could make it either a terrible marriage or exactly what Zion needs. He, he might just need someone who's not going to put up with it. He, well, then he needs to go to Miami. Then Miami needs to be the team that finds their way into the Zion sweepstakes. But if you know Pat Riley, you know that he believes he can get guys in shape But do you trust a guy who has shown you time and again that he's going to follow through on the same things? I I don't. I think there are a lot of teams that feel the same way, but there's always going to be one that believes they can turn him, and maybe that's the one that New Orleans is waiting for. Yeah, it would scare me to death, too. Fidel, it was a great day today. Thank you. Always. I appreciate you hanging out extra time. Coming up next, I took a controversial position yesterday. I am willing to double down on it next. Don't miss it. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com greenie today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. 
H-E-L-P.com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. Presented by Progressive Insurance. I was just waiting to see if that was going to be the Ice Ice Baby version of this song. or What are we listening to right now, Cam? Is that... That's not the Queen and, and David Bowie version. Of uh, pressure, I'm not sure. It? Ben is uh, working the tunes today. Which so what, version do we have, Ben? Is, 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 that, is that Ice Ice Baby? Is that Vanilla Ice? That is, in fact, Vanilla Ice. Is it? Ah. Okay, let's do this thing. I don't think I can uh, do it along with that because there's going to be a delay on this side as I'm in New York and the music is coming from Bristol. Isn't there a video of you yes, rapping that I song? I absolutely did this song. All right, yeah. stop, collaborate, and listen. Greeny's back with a brand new invention. Something gets a hold of me tightly. Float like a harpoon daily and nightly. Will it ever stop? Yo, I don't know. Turn off the lights and I'll glow to the extreme. I'll rock a mic like a vandal. <laughs> Turn off the... Uh, Light up the stage and wax a chump like a candle dance, like a speaker that booms. I'm killing your brain like a poisonous mushroom, deadly when I have uh, something, a dope melody. Play a dope forgotten melody. It. Anything less than the best is a felony. Love it or leave it. You better gain weight. You better hit the bullseye. The kid don't play. If they got a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Whatever the rest of it is. I, it was a long time ago that I did this. Uh, well, my DJ revolves it. Diana Rossini, good enough to stick around after we did get up this morning. What do you think of that? I mean, that's pretty awful, right? The fact that I know all the... There, I have a couple of... So Diana and I have like two different relationships. We have the on-air relationship where like I'm hosting the show and she's my outstanding football reporter. I'm asking her all that. And then the second that ends, we just have entirely other conversations. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers kind of changed that because now I ask you about football off the air as well as on the air. But you know what my other useless talent is? What is that? If you name practically any sitcom from the 70s or early 80s, I can give you the theme song. That's a, it is from a lifetime wasted as a child watching television while everyone else, including you, was playing sports. You were like a big D1 soccer player, mm-hmm. all the rest of that. Mm-hmm. I was sitting home watching Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, Three's Company, Taxi, and Heart to Heart on Wednesday nights. I remember the theme songs to all these shows. And with that, with that wow. knowledge, I can do absolutely nothing. Yeah. Come and knock on my door. That's a great one. Uh, that's, I've that, been waiting for you. That's a well-known one. Not everyone knows, like, for example, Facts of Life. Not everyone oh, knows no. that. The Facts of Life. But can, can the, you, can, gosh, you know the I, lyrics? I think I'm aging myself here with knowing this. But look, we grew up with that. There's always right. playing in the background. Now, look, I woke facts up today. Facts of Life is you take the good, you take the bad, you take them uh, both, and there you have incredible. the Facts of Life. The Facts of Life. It's the had, time you got to go and show you growing now you know about the Facts of Life. Sorry. If, if this is part of your recruitment for DeAndre Hopkins and Davin <laughs> Cooks, I can promise you this ain't going to work because that – rapping of you uh of the vanilla ice impression which look i give you tons of credit your ability to remember information has always been fantastic in the sports world but i didn't know that extends out to the music world so no, again, it doesn't you no. continue to to impress me very, i'm disappointed that i didn't do that better okay <laughs> let, let me get to, yesterday i delivered something of a controversial take on this program and diana i'm going to get your take on it sure. right now hembo and i had an appearance last night with the book and i had a, a lot of people bringing this up to me when we were there and so I'm going to bring it up to you. Here's my position. Okay. 
If you and I have known each other since we were eight years old, that's one thing. But if you and I meet as adults, I should not know your birthday and you should not know mine. I'm not sure when it is that we decided that we are going to continue making a big deal about people's birthday, particularly on Instagram, where we're going to, everyone is with the, oh, my close special friend, and I hope you have the most wonderful day, and then I'm going to take all of the Instagram posts that have been sent in my direction, and I'm going to repost them just to show everyone how many friends I have and that it's my birthday. Here's the bottom line. Once you get to be more than 12 I don't know why anyone is making a big deal of anyone's birthday. Yesterday was Bubba's birthday, and Cam is constantly in my ear. Greeny, we need to mention Bubba's birthday. Why the (laughs) hell do we need to mention Bubba's birthday? What person on earth cares that it was Bubba's birthday? August 6th is your birthday, and I don't forget it. Now, you only know that because your son, my namesake, little Mikey, was born the following day. He was, and I do recall that that is your birthday. That's how I remember it. Also, Pete McConville's birthday as well. He's the executive producer of your morning show. But I see your point about how annoying that could be, but I look at it as, you know, People have so many different challenges in their life. If for one day they can feel special and get all the attention that it seems that everyone in 2023 is seeking, you kind of have to just allow it. I mean, for me, I appreciate whenever someone remembers my birthday or, or posts something to just not just put happy birthday. There's nothing worse than the HBD text. Like, mm. not only did you just type out HBD, like, I'm not even worth you writing happy birthday, Diana. Right. You know, you have to just. What if I send just a gift? <laughs> what if I just send like a gift? I, there's, you know you would be my best friend. My I, I love gifts. gift is there's a mariachi band that sings happy <laughs> birthday. And I send that one. And that, that's what I do because I feel you like it's really funny. You don't really do that. I do. You send mariachi bands to people that you love and your friends to just say happy birthday? Yeah. That is fabulous. That just, is just fabulous. To get, just to get it over with. Because that, that beats why, the Lulu- so, why do I care that it's, you're an adult that for be- crying out loud? It beats the Lululemon gift card I get every year from Kevin. So I would... No, I a would- gift I'm in on. If you want to commemorate my birthday, give me a valuable gift. I would like that. Buy me something I want. But posting, hope you have a special day, I feel like is... it. It, 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 it grates on me. There are so many other things right now going on, especially on social media, that irritate me way more than the birthday shout-outs. I mean, nobody has boundaries at all. The oversharing of every moment in your life yeah. um, to a point where I know so much about people that I don't know right. that it bothers me that I know so much about the details of their lives. I know... What your living room looks like. Do you know that? I've never been to your home. That's right. (laughs) You've never had me over. I would like that for my birthday this year. That's true. I've never been to your home. But I bet you, you could open the door to your house. I could probably find my way around. (laughs) Also, no, you are very clean. Yeah. You drink a lot of water. Yeah. Which is very, it it shows in your wonderful skin. Yeah. Um, You're not a big junk food eater. I never see any junk food out when you're watching games. I don't eat almost Uh, anything. But I just think you, I think the oversharing, like when I became a a mother. Yes. uh, Something my good girlfriend, Cassie Hubbard, gave me great advice. She said, Di, you love your kids. We don't love your kids. Right. Make an account just for Mikey and eventually Joey. And when you have that urge to share, share it on that Instagram account that's set to private, Mm -hmm. right? It's like my sister, my couple of cousins, my aunts, uncles, they all follow it. But the 
the football fan base does not care about Mikey and Joey, right? They don't want to see that. They want to see Aaron Rodgers at training camp. Right. I think. Me too. Because this is a whole other conversation. What does work on social media, right? I mean, I've experimented with everything. I've tried pretty beautiful shots of the Hudson River. That does not work. No one wants to see that. Right. I've tried just pictures of my face. I haven't figured it out. If you, you know, let me know if you have figured out okay. how what, what people are interested in. I can just tell you, we're about to enter a time of year. It's the summer where it's all about showing your vacation, right? You're about to take a nice long trip yourself. Right. I'm sure we're going to see tons of what you're about to experience. Okay. I like that. That's I, fair. But, 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 but you have the option of following that or not. I'm talking about birthdays, and this goes even beyond social you media. You are so anti-birthday. Let me, let me give you another one. Here's another abomination that has started sure. somewhere along the tomorrow. When did we start with these gender reveals? Like, did I miss a meeting? Was I not informed of this? You know when I found out what gender my kids were? When the doctor told me it's a boy or it's a girl. Now, you want to find out at the ultrasound? Knock yourself out. I'm 100% comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. But the idea that I'm going to stand there and I'm going to have a little golf ball on a tee and I'm going to hit it and it's either going to explode into blue or pink and then I'm going to post that on the entire for the entire world to see. It is an abomination. Because you... You don't care. Back to Cassie Hubbard's wonderful advice. People don't care about what you're having at the end of the day. So I'm with you. I I did not do the gender reveal. In fact, I never even found out what I was having. We actually did the old school way of a surprise. The doctor said, hey, it's a boy. Yay. We have to name it Michael after Michael Greenberg. It it worked perfectly in the the delivery room. Um, No fight was put up there. But I do think we've gone overboard. And look, some of these gender reveals have become dangerous. People are getting hurt. Um, Now, I do like the ones where the siblings doing the reveal and let's go of the balloon with the answer in it and everyone's scrambling around. Like, well, what is it then? What's the baby if the, if the answer's in the balloon? How could, how could we ever find That's out? That's fake anyway. That's you, stage. Here's what I appreciate. I think- hold on. Hold on. Can I ask you a question? I don't mean to interrupt you. Yeah. If the parents don't know, Who's in charge of this? Like, who is it that finds out what they're having and then sets it up? Great question. So the doctor will put the the gender in an envelope, on, you know, write it on a piece of paper, put it in an envelope. It will be sealed. You then take that envelope and you hand it to a friend and, you know, an aunt, a mother, wh- whoever it is. And it's their responsibility to then go to the bakery and make sure that the frosting's blue when they cut it. And, you know, it's blue inside you. to know it's a bar. So it, it's really. So this is a multi-layered process right now. And, and somewhere along the line, it's just a scam, right? No, I feel and, like I'm And it's a scammed. one-upper, right? It's what can I do to be funnier and better uh, than the next? And look, isn't that social media, right? It's, and I think this is the thing that is so challenging for anyone who's on it is we're all addicted to it. Right. We scroll for hours and hours and are consumed by other people's lives. But in the end, we all feel disgusting afterwards. That's how <laughs> I feel about it. I never go, I'm so glad I just spent an hour laying next to Kev before I go to bed, checking out the lives of God knows who I'm watching, you right. know, mm-hmm. because those people are not important to me, but it entertains me. Turn it off, and then I'm like, ew, I didn't want to see that. I, would, I, I wish I read a book. That's what I wish I did, Mike. That, that is my advice. Uh, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive protects your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, and RV, and could save you money. Visit Progressive.com. Let me throw an entirely different – well, let me actually talk some sports with you while I have you. Do, how long do I have you for? Where do you need to be? I don't have television until noon. So. Okay, perfect. So we got some time here. So I'll start it now, and then we'll carry it over a little bit. I tried to make a case today – that Dalvin Cook and maybe DeAndre Hopkins should come to the Jets. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna make my I'm gonna lay my case out. 
Let's start with the Dalvin Cook of it all. The Jets, I think, are in a position right now with Brees Hall coming off an injury and Aaron Rodgers being who he is, that we are finally a destination team. Like, we are finally the place people want to go. After all these years of people wanting to go play with everyone else's quarterback, we finally have that guy. I don't know how long we're going to have him. Let's take advantage of this while we can. Dalvin Cook needs a team. Everybody needs Dalvin Cook. The idea that there's any team in the league that doesn't need Dalvin Cook is just ludicrous. Running backs were born to get hurt. It is the reason that none of them get paid any money because you are almost assured that your running back is going to get hurt. So have two excellent ones. Dalvin Cook is a great player. He's a great weapon out of the backfield. I've never heard anyone say he's anything other than a good teammate and a good guy. I believe strongly the Jets should get Dalvin Cook, and I believe he should want to come. I think the Jets have the same sentiment, and, I, and they're going to look into this. Does that mean they're going to get the deal done right now? No. But there's an other side to this as well, which is Dalvin Cooks, right? He left Minnesota because of money, right? So he's going to go somewhere where he wants, he wants to be valued. Mm-hmm. We know right now the running back market is around that like $10 million. That's what the tag is. That's what Saquon Barkley would be playing on that right. $10.1 million tag. Now, I was told that Cook may be – pretty patient with this, right? Wait for that July 17th date to come because that's going to be the deadline for teams to get those long-term extensions done. And basically use that as a bar for where his contract could start. So he may just wait, check this out a little bit, and then make that decision. I think the Jets are going to poke around on this. I think they're going to try to see if they can come up with a way to make this work. And it, and it does make sense because we know, as you pointed out, the you know how injury becomes an issue for running backs. But let's just say that doesn't happen. Let's just say Dalvin Cook doesn't join the New York Jets. I wouldn't be panicked. I don't think that their run game is in trouble. In fact, I've heard nothing but optimistic um, attitude and even confidence that, yes, Priest Hall is coming off this ACL, but that he looks good. I saw him at training camp to the side. And look, this is nothing still. They're in shorts. We know this, right? Mm-hmm. The, the real hitting, the test, that game speed doesn't come to fruition until late training camp. We get this. But I don't think this should be something where you're going, you know what, Joe Douglas, you disappointed me. No. I think this roster is already filled with so much talent. And, and I apologize for being rude to you on Get Up today and calling, and, and calling you out as being a very gluttonous human being. Right. Because you're trying to stack this team up so much, Mike, that you it's almost like you're doing this to protect your heart. As you do not want to be sitting here mid-November going, what happened? No, let me tell you what I'm trying to do. I'm being smart, and I'll tell you why. What the, what the New York Jets have entered right now is a fairly dangerous space, which is to say, we got a two-year window. Yeah. We got Aaron, I believe we have Aaron Rodgers for two years. We have a, a legendary Hall of Fame quarterback who has shown he wants in in every way. He didn't just say it. He has demonstrated it from the moment the trade took place. He's been everywhere. We have enjoyed watching it. You have two years to win this thing. Not, not yet, two years. So I think you have to go as all in as you can. When you have Aaron Rodgers, you are all in. If it means you're going to be awful three years from now, the way the Rams look like they're yeah. going to be, then you might as well try and go all in. And you got to beat Kansas City, Cincinnati, Buffalo, Baltimore, all these good teams. Mm-hmm. I think this is an arms race. The AFC is a murderer's row. I think you load up if you can. Mm-hmm. And, and I understand why stacking that up would make sense. All your concerns are, are valid. It's just going to probably come down 
to whether or not the Jets are going to be able to financially work that out, what they're going to do with Aaron Rodgers' contract. Mm-hmm. There has been some talk earlier uh, in this spring that perhaps he would redo the contract to be able to add more players to this team. Right. We'll see if that actually is something that happens by the start of the training camp. Um, you know, but but I think the addition of, of, a, of a running back, look, let's look at what Aaron Rodgers did with the run game in Green Bay. You can make an argument here that Brees Hall, Brees Hall was getting rookie of the year chatter before he He's got great. hurt. Great. He's a better pass catcher out of the backfield than, than Aaron was in, in Green Bay. Aaron right? Jones. Yeah, Aaron Jones. Yeah. He's got a better uh, running back here in New York. But obviously, there's still going to be the question marks of health. Coming off an ACL is always difficult. And look, when you talk about going all in, and, and I see your point, it actually does remind me of the Rams a few years ago when they traded for Stafford and they right. signed Odell Beckham and they were able to bring in, uh, you know, add all these pieces. And look, they were very open about it, right? They they went all in. Right. What, what was the term that, that, that they used? FM picks, right? right? And granted, they're not doing all that in, in New York. They're, they're trying to be, I think, decently fair on the business side of it. But I, I still think you're in great shape as a Jets fan if you don't wind up landing a Dalvin Cook. I, I, I'm, I'm in on Cook, and I'm still I'm just hoping actually that trying it to happens. Keep, I'm trying to keep this a little optimistic for you headed into the summer when I think you're, you're, you're going to get you're gonna get insane, by the way. I think you need to figure out a way to keep yourself busy because we've got a lot of time between now and the start of training camp here when the Jets are going to be out there. They're going to be one of the first few teams out there because, remember, they play in that Hall of Fame game, and so they'll, they'll have that opportunity to get out there earlier. And, and I, I, you know... I'm just going to throw my phone because I really don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> I'm keeping Diana with me. We have much more to do here. A lot more football. we got another superstar who needs a team. We'll get to the bottom of that and more. Diana Rossini is in with us. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial Insurance and Flexes. To fit your business's needs, from quick repairs to adjustable coverages and even payment options, Progressive Commercial makes it easy to get what you need. Quote today in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. So we just talked about Dalvin Cook and the possibility that Dalvin Cook, um, well, that maybe he winds up on the New York Jets, which would be my first choice, Mm -hmm. and certainly other places he might go. The next free agent that is out there, and a huge one, is DeAndre Hopkins. People talk, I think people are greatly underestimating how good a player he is. DeAndre Hopkins has played with, with the exception of Deshaun Watson, the least impressive collection of quarterbacks mm-hmm. of perhaps any top-level receiver ever. And he remained through that, I think, the best receiver in the entire sport. He's also not a player who relied on breakaway speed. So even if he loses a half a step at his age, I don't think it matters. I think he is a major difference maker. Now, yesterday, Rossini, he took a video of himself driving down 7th Avenue 
in low and on, on the uh, that's Manhattan. For those who don't know, that's exactly how you get to the Holland Tunnel, which takes you directly into New Jersey, which is where the New York Jets training camp is. I also believe that feels like a fit. I think that is there is something about that that feels like a fit. Yeah, I think it's the time of year where a lot of people travel to New York. Period. I think that's as why it's hot here. No, it's this wonderful. is a terrible time to come to New York. Uh, it's an absolutely wonderful time in New York. Um, it's not even that hot, first of all. But there is there's so much to see. Look at Aaron Rodgers' life the last month, right? That's he true. has literally done every single thing somebody from out of town does. Right. Um, and he's having fun doing it. So credit right. to him. He's in, you know, engrossing himself into the in into this uh, beautiful, wonderful city. But look, I'm sure Hop was here hanging out and uh and Catching up with friends, from what I can tell. Um, just Where's speaking, he go? speaking, Where's he wind up? speaking to people close to him. Uh, he's taking his time right now, trying to weigh some of these options. He visited with the Tennessee Titans. I heard that went really well. He visited with the New England Patriots. I heard that also went very well. Lots of concerns about Bill O'Brien perhaps being the offensive coordinator in New England. We obviously know the history that they had in Houston wasn't fantastic, if you mm-hmm. recall. Yeah. Uh, he obviously traded him he away. Traded. Uh, but also, even before the trade, they had some some brush-ups. Um, and I spoke to people in New England, and, uh, and, and they said, look, they are so beyond that at this point in their lives, and if DeAndre Hopkins can come to New England and make this team better, it's going to happen. So I was told that those uh, initial offers have been put out there to Hop, and he's just reviewing them, and we'll see if perhaps a negotiation will begin with one of these teams. But for now, this is just where it stands at this point. So, look, he had a list of things that he wants, and – we could talk all day. Yeah, he wants to be part of a winning team. He wants a great quarterback. But he also wants to be paid a lot of money. Okay? And when I say a lot of money, he wants that Odell Beckham Jr. type contract that we saw the Baltimore Ravens give. And the reason they gave that contract was, yes, Odell Beckham Jr. is very talented. But we know he's coming off an ACL injury. But also, they wanted to make Lamar happy. Yes, they wanted to give Lamar the branch to it Lamar Jackson. 100% was. So it's very, it's made it a little difficult and dicey for teams to jump in on this, right? So earlier this morning, Booker McFarlane's yelling on television, oh, the Buffalo Bills need them, the Kansas City Chiefs. They're not paying top dollar, that kind of price right now for a receiver. They're not willing to go that far. Now look, if Hop's price goes down, DeAndre Hopkins' price changes, the Bills and Chiefs would absolutely consider it. But for right now, the money he's looking for, the Tennessee Titans and the New England Patriots are the teams that are in the running for it. So, look, I don't know anything about anything, but I know this. If you told me at this moment in time I could either have DeAndre Hopkins or Odell Beckham Jr., I'd rather have Hopkins. Well, and, yeah, because he's not hurt. Because he's not hurt. Well, he's dealt with a couple injuries, yes, himself, but not as significant. He's not coming off a second ACL. Yes. And I'm not knocking Odell. I love him. I think he's yeah. a great player, and I'm glad that he got his money, and he and Lamar are happy with it, and that's terrific. But if that contract is going to become an outlier, then I'm much more willing to give it to DeAndre Hopkins than I would have been in the first place. I know we started the segment earlier talking about how annoying social media can be, but one of my favorite things to to swarm are workout videos. And if you see some of these Odell Beckham Jr. workout videos with the Ravens, I don't know if you caught some of them in his they're shorts. Good, right? They're unbelievable. He's still making these catches like he was making when he was 23. Right. Uh, you know, and at 30, 31 years old. But he's he won't still... lose the ability to catch the no, ball that's because not. he it's, lose it's the explosive. The explosive. So that's, of course, going to be the big question coming off ACL, which I feel like has been the theme today, right? Of, you know, who's coming off a major surgery like this and has success? I think it's a challenge. But for DeAndre Hopkins, I, 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 I don't imagine a deal is going to be getting done this week. I do think he's going to take a little time. But, you know, you take a look at the Patriots, you take a look at the Tennessee Titans, and you got to figure those are two teams right now that have 
fabulous defenses, fantastic defenses, but they're a mess on offense. They're yeah. not. They're, they're they're not ready to go. Not yet. Not if you're DeAndre Hopkins. It would not make sense if I'm him. All right, Diana Rossini, you are the best. But money talks. It is a pleasure yeah. to have you back here. We got to figure out what's going on with you. Why are you saying oh? Well, I don't want to leave. Okay. And well, then you can stay. I mean, well, do you want to stay and do the top of the next hour? I would love to. Okay, then never mind. Uh, you remain the best, but you're not going anywhere. You, Diana's going to stay with us here. we got more fun. i got to get into some basketball. You want to talk a little basketball with me? I would love to talk a little basketball. I'd like to share something that's weighing on me. Okay. So we're coming up next, a little basketball and something that's weighing on Diana on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.